Welcome to Asking for a Friend, a Park Springs podcast. I'm Taylor, and each week I'll sit down with a godly mentor figure in my life and ask questions with the hope of receiving practical biblical advice on the crazy things this life has to offer. On behalf of my friends, of course. Thank you for joining. Good morning, everyone. What's up? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. America's favorite podcast back for another season by popular demand. <laughs> by popular, the people, the people have spoken. They've demanded that we come back yeah, so, one for one last ride. Yeah. So here we are, season two. What have you been up to these past couple months? Oh, you know, just living the dream, being a dad, being a pastor. Oh yeah. What about you? Oh, you know, living the dream, <laughs> being an intern. <laughs> It's an associate, Taylor. Mm. Associate. Um, we've got some spicy topics this season. Oh, yeah? But I thought it would be best to ease into it and talk about church and why don't people go to church? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good uh, introductory topic. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I feel like it could be helpful to people who don't think about these things very often. Or people that do think about these things often and they want some answers. That's, yeah, asking asking the right questions. Yeah, these are all, like, for my friends. I, I never wonder about these things. Yeah, anyway. Um, so today we'll just talk about church and the idea of church and hope that this podcast doesn't run too long. I like that. I'm a big, big fan of the church. Speaking of church, what is church? Like, how would you describe church? How would I describe it? Mm -hmm. um, I would say uh, the church is the movement of God's people who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ. That's what I would say. Mm, that's good. I think we can end the episode right here. Wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. Thanks we answered for... the questions? Yeah, yeah. What is the church? Yeah. Okay, so God's people. But what's the point of church? Like yeah. why why do why do Christians go to church? Yeah. Well, I, I think there's um one good distinction to make from the get go when we talk about church. Uh there are kind of two ways to think about church. One we would say is like the universal church. So like everybody who's placed their faith in Jesus, we automatically get entrance into the church whether we realize it or not we're all attached to each other so there is one holy church with jesus christ being the head uh, but then a lot of times when we talk about church we're talking about the local church which mm -hmm. i think is also very important and that's like um unique bodies of believers that belong to each other usually in a geographic region mm -hmm. like so when i say i go to church or i go to my church i'm talking about the local church not like the church universal mm. does that make sense yeah yeah so there's like the there's the church and then there's churches or a church right so is the church the same thing as big c church y yeah you could say that yeah. yeah that's something we've talked about before on here um so just church like all believers and then church like my church that i yeah go to the local on church. a sunday yeah which in, in in the bible talks about that you know um you know talks about you know everybody being knit together in the lord to be a holy temple for him but then it also you know paul like a lot of his letters are addressed to the believers in a certain city mm -hmm. and even in revelation there's the letters from jesus to the church at laodicea the church in thyatira 
So there are, you get that distinction biblically between like the idea all believers are in the church, but then there also are local gathered believers that form churches. So how does the church play into our relationship with God? Like how does God view the church? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, And I would say, um, yeah, culturally, definitely like, I mean, even specific to Texas, we're very individualistic. Um, and so a, a lot of times we do think in terms of like our own personal salvation, my own relationship with God. Uh, but the picture biblically you get even like Old Testament and then transcending to the New Testament is um, God is creating a people for himself. And so it's not just me and God. Mm-hmm. I think every person does have to establish their own relationship with Jesus. But what that does it unites us one to God, but it also unites us to all the other people God is calling to himself. So uh, biblically, the church is extraordinarily important. There's a lot of emphasis put on it, Um, you know, so much so, you know, the analogy that's given to it is that Jesus is the bridegroom, the church is the bride. And Mm -hmm. so we're to be united as a people to our savior and united to God. And so our interconnectedness to each other, i.e. the church, um, is extraordinarily important. Mm-hmm. What was your question? Um, yeah, how does God view the church? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. That's his. It's his bride. It's his people that he's called to himself. That he purchased with the blood of his son. Right. Um. To yeah. To redeem us so that we could have the relationship with him we were designed to have um, from the beginning. Yeah. So. God has a very high view of the church. And the Bible talks a lot about church, going to church, the importance of, you know, belonging to a church. Um, So if that is true, then I guess recently, maybe not even recently, this could be around for a long time, but just... Yeah, there's nothing new. (laughs) Yeah, okay, you're right. (laughs) You have this group um, of Christians, like, you know, self-proclaimed Christians that say, um, like I can be a church and I mean, I can be a Christian and not go to church. Um, so do you have to go to church to be a Christian? Like, what do you think um, about that? I, I, I want to say simply yes, but I think there are, there's nuance and caveat. Uh, I would say you could have faith in Jesus and a relationship with Jesus and not belong to a church. But I would say that that's probably an area of disobedience in your life. So I wouldn't say, if you don't go to church, you're not a Christian, mm-hmm. but I would say um, it is, you know, in a, in a biblical imperative for believers to belong to other believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So do I have to go to church to go to heaven? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but heaven's going to look a lot like church, um, mm-hmm. just without the brokenness and messiness. But I mean, that's, I mean... Um, I would want to dig into somebody's reasons like, okay, why don't you belong to a church? Um, Because we, you can't separate biblically. So if you look at the New Testament, you can't separate like following God from being connected to others. You know, and if you even think about the main commands in the Bible, love God, all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you can't separate those two. And it says that these two, the second one is like the first and especially it, it especially in Paul's writings, it, it talks about a lot about the the community of faith and you know, taking care of each other and 
um, you could look through all the one another scriptures in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. It's all like connectedness to other people. It says love one another like a bazillion times, bear each other's burdens, so fulfill mm-hmm. the law of Christ. You know, the picture that is painted of following Jesus and a life that's focused on God um, is inextricably, uh, too, too big of a word, inextricably linked mm. to attachment to other people, yeah. especially those who follow Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Community is a big part of that. If you had to speculate or, I mean, you've been a pastor for years. So like, what are some of the reasons you've heard that people choose not to go to church? Like what are some common things that you hear? Oh, you know, yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You've probably heard a few of the same ones. I've heard a few. I gotta think through carefully how I say certain things. Um, One is, you know, in, in, you know, I think it's hijacking a good notion like, hey, the church is not a building. So it's like, hey, wherever, you know, people use the verse, wherever two or three are gathered in my yes. name. It's like, okay, well, I can have church with, um, you know, my my three friends and we're just going to go to brunch on Sundays instead. It's like, well, yes and no. And so you, you do, if you read through the New Testament and when Jesus establishes his church, I'm thinking specifically the book of Acts, there there's kind of a specific organizational structure that begins to take place. And so one of those things is is biblical authority and the idea of belonging to a church in, in one way is putting yourself under that authority of like, okay, it, it is Jesus, but also it talks about elders and overseers and pastors. And that's every time you get a picture of what the church is, those things are accompanying it. And so even Paul is says like, oh, he went to this town and there were some believers and it's like, and he appointed elders. Right. And so there is this um, mutual submission to each other that's supposed to take place within the church of, you know, God calling out certain people for certain roles within his body, like elders, like pastors, like deacons. And part of those roles is both teaching the word of God. And so you're supposed to receive teaching from the word of God. Uh, and then also exercising some level of authority of like, hey, point other people towards Jesus and mutually submit to each other. And so I say, I, you, you can't just being in the same place as some other people that are followers of Jesus does not mean church happened. Right. Yeah. And I feel like people that say that they almost, they're like, Oh, well I hung out with my Christian friends. So that's church. It's like, well, those things don't have to be like mutually exclusive. Yeah. Like it's not like you can go to church on Sundays and still go to brunch with your friends. Like those can be yeah, yeah. separate you could, things. You, you know, should still do prioritize both of those things. Time. Yeah. And, and a lot of people I think that I, I've encountered through the years that are, want to make the, that excuse like, Oh, well church just isn't in the building. And, and I'm like, no, it's not just in the building, but what you're going and doing, you're actually not having a spiritual component. Mm. You just use that justification to avoid going. <laughs> yeah. To, to not go. And because I think that's, I, I think for me, what I s- have seen a lot and what I always get concerned about is that um, church and I'm by that I mean mutual participation with other Christians uh, more closely resembles a hobby than actually a, a commitment you've made between yourself and the Lord and mm. so it's like okay it happens once a week and if anything else more interesting comes around, I choose that thing. Or if the weather's bad, I don't show up. Or if I'm a little bit tired from the week, I don't show up. And so it, it doesn't really 
uh, emulate the picture in the New Testament of this sharing of lives together for the purpose of glorifying God. It's just kind of that thing we do occasionally on Sundays. Yeah. And a lot of that goes back to probably, you know, family and culture. You know, it is rooted in our culture. So it's a part of what society does. Um, But it isn't necessarily because people have uh, dug into the scriptures to understand, okay, what is this thing we call church? And what's it supposed to do in my life? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. What Are there any other like common excuses not excuses. That makes it sound bad, but things you've Reasons. heard. Yeah. Why people elect not to go to church. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely, some people would say, you know, I just need Jesus. You know, I don't need the church. Mm-hmm. And once again, I don't think that's a very good reading of the new Testament. So, I mean, if you read what Jesus said, he would tell you to go to church. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then I would say a lot of it's just seasonal, you know, people get busy. They fill up their lives with other things, especially, yeah. um, you know, I worked a lot with youth, so families with kids, you know, if you had three kids and all of them do three different activities, you just get burnt. And so there's only so many things you can give your time with and, you know, things get eased out. Sometimes it's, you know, like maybe somebody got hurt uh, at a church and so they felt a little burned. And so for a season, they just stayed away. I mean, there's a lot, everybody's got a unique story. So there's lots of different reasons. Um, You know, I'd say a lot of it that I've personally experienced is some level of just laziness or apathy in their relationship with God. Um, but there are lots of reasons people aren't consistently involved in church. Yeah. And I think, I think that people who give up church like that, just, you know, you said, Oh, I've got something better to do. Oh, I'm tired. I'll just stay home. I feel like they haven't, or maybe they have, but most of the time I feel like they haven't experienced, uh, just the joy in the life giving component that comes from being part of a church, you know, like maybe they haven't had that really good church experience where it feels like a church family. So they just kind of, you know, edge it out. Cause I feel like I've experienced that and now not going to church, that doesn't seem like an option anymore. Yeah. You know, I enjoy it. Yeah. Which I've had seasons in my life where Sundays were difficult to show up with. And I, I made that choice. And so what I, what I wish for people that, so like the people I've known just in, in my time as a pastor who um, probably had a low view of church or just an optional view of church. Um, to me, that's a reflection of their relationship with God, that there's probably a, a lack of understanding or a lack of vitality in their personal relationship with God. And so I, I wish it would trigger something for people um, to make them realize that there is not just that like it's this event churchy thing that they're not that interested in. It's probably, you know, an indicator about their spiritual life in general, you know, because like I said, those, those two things are linked. So if I have this vibrant relationship with God based off this knowledge that Jesus has saved me from my sin and just experiencing that freedom and forgiveness and his grace, that draws me to the church. Yeah. You know, and so if, if your Christianity is just a bit more cultural, like it's just what I do, it is a bit more moral based, I want to be a good person, then yeah, that's why I think church is optional. And so the, those two things are are linked in, in my mind. And I, and I would say biblically that, um, yeah, being casual about church probably means you're casual about mm. Christianity in yeah. general. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, I feel like that brings up the discussion of uh, does going to church make me a good Christian? 
You know what I mean? What is a good Christian? <laughs> you know, like, I feel like some people might view, like you said, I think the good person approach, it's like, oh, I went to church, check that box, I'm a good Christian this week, you know? Or, oh, if I don't go to church, I'm a bad Christian, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not a good mentality for life with Jesus in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> or I think, I think I'm bringing this up specifically because it's like the people that, um, we've talked about this before, you know, like they go to church on a consistent basis. So they mm-hmm. are part of the church, but they're still like a very rude or abrasive person. So I guess that's where I'm trying to lead the conversation, like directing it towards, um, yeah. going to church doesn't equal. Yeah. Which I guess that should like kind of gets into what should be happening at church. Yeah. And so ideally, you know, my involvement in church is putting me around other people that are passionate about Jesus and I'm going to go and I'm going to have my heart and affection stirred by music. And that's going to make me think about the things of God and hopefully, you know, rub against some of my sinfulness. And then I should be taught the word of God. There should be this teaching component. So if I'm serious about God and I'm submitting myself to the teachings of the church and submitting to my pastors, there should be this growth that is taking place in my life. And so, yeah, you could absolutely um, be consistent in attending church and be shutting down the work of God in your life. Um, so it, it doesn't, you being consistent in church doesn't necessarily mean you're growing as a Christian. Um, you know, it's, it's not that simple. I, I would say that is a space you should be growing. And so if you're avoiding church, it's probably hampering some growth in your life. But just showing up to church, right. you could still... I mean, I think about like how many classes in high school I was physically present for, but my mind was somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I and I see that in church a lot too. People being in that room week in, week out, um, but it's not really having an effect on any other area of their life. And that would be a problem as well. Yeah. You know, and you, you, see, you see that in the New Testament too. You know, churches aren't loaded with awesome people. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the New Testament letters are corrective. It's like, hey, you're allowing this in your church or, hey, this person's in your church. Um, This is not good. You know, that's a lot of Paul's writings. And so just physically being present at the gathering of the church doesn't make you mature. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no good Christian, bad Christian. Right? (laughs) Well, there's a good God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say there's mature and less mature growing not growing yeah wise foolish you can make some of those distinctions i just probably wouldn't use the word good and bad (laughs) bad christian no church yeah okay as a college student is it still just as important for me to belong to a church because i feel like a lot of college students are in that weird phase where it's like oh i don't go with my parents anymore i live somewhere else now oh i go to my home church when i go home for the breaks and weekends or whatever but Yeah, it can be a little weird because it's kind of a a transition time. Um, And so, you know, if if you're going to school in the town you're from, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's less of an issue. If you're maybe you are from a different town or out of state. And so you're just in this town three quarters of the year. uh, I would still encourage any college student to find a church that they belong to in in the town they're going to. Because four years is a significant Mm -hmm. investment. Um, and so, yeah, I have seen, you know, if, Hey, 
I don't plan on staying in this town after college. I'm still very attached to the church I grew up in. That's where I'm a member or my family's a member. Uh, you can still invest and be present where you are, um, even if you don't want to, you know, depending on where you go, if there's a membership process or something like that. So it's important for everybody to be attached to the body of believers, which is why it's good to recognize both those kind of tiers of the church, the universal church and the local church. Um, you know, if I went to any town in the world that had a, a body of Christians, I could pop into a church and belong because we all have the same spirit of God inside right. of us. Uh, and that's an awesome thing. But also, you know, if I'm living somewhere or, you know, in a certain community, I want to find consistent people to be around. And so, yeah, I, I think college, that's a really important time to be consistent in a church. Mm-hmm. Which and I, and I think that's one of the things I've observed. I would say probably with college students, and there is some generational truth to it. One of the things, both with millennials, my generation, and with yours, is that there's um, how do they phrase it? Um, just not as much institutional loyalty. Yeah. You know, we don't feel as like attached or your generation or mine. Both. Okay. I think it's kind of started with millennials. There's less institutional loyalty, and I think it transcends to to Gen Z as well. And that's in a lot of regards, both like politically, socially, but also religiously. And so on a good, a good aspect of that is that a a lot of younger people do feel more attached to the church. So it's less divided. Like it's less of I'm a Methodist or I'm a Baptist or I'm this. It's, Hey, I'm a Christian. I belong to the church. And that's a good thing. But the negative side of that is some people would use that as a reason not to actually be a member in a local church. Like, I'm just part of the church. It's like, no, you need biblical authority in your life. You need accountability. You need people who know you. Um, And the Bible does paint a picture of belonging to the local church. And so um, I definitely, yeah, young people need a consistent church. So I would say don't cherry pick your favorite things about five mm-hmm. different churches. Yeah. So I go to this one cause I like worship and I go to this one cause I like to preacher and I go to this one because I like their college ministry and I go to this one cause they get free food. <laughs> um, you, you know, I, I think it's fine to, you know, have a little Good bit thing of our that. church does all four of those things. <laughs> um, yeah. But you see, you kind of see that is, and I think that's uh, more of a selfish um, there's some selfishness behind that of, yeah. oh, I'm finding all of my favorite things that are best for me versus I'm belonging to this group of people that has good things and difficult things because that's how we're supposed to interact like a family. Right. And there's going to be things you like about your family and things you don't like about your family. And you're supposed to persist in a relationship with them that will help grow you towards Jesus. And that's one of the goals of church. Yeah. And so um, don't, you know, it's kind of like if you're approaching dating with you have your checklist of what that other person needs to meet. Uh, that's kind of a, a selfish notion versus engaging uh, with a person or engaging with, with God's bride, knowing that it's full of broken people just like you. And that's how God's going to use it for your good. Yeah. And I think another generational thing, I think with your generation and mine is the lack of commitment or just like this unwillingness to commit. I don't know if that's, does your generation, is are, is y'all, are y'all known for that? Some of it's kind of like this, um, some of it is commitment it, and it's usually fear-based. Yeah. So yeah, like that either it could go wrong or you'll miss something somewhere else. Okay, that. Yeah. And I feel like people apply that to church a lot and you see a lot of people, um, 
at least people I know, maybe it's not an everyone thing, but I feel like it is, where they church hop and they just kind of, they don't stay at one place for too long. Or like you said, they're at a place, they find something they don't like, they hop to another church yeah. and then they go to another. And then, and so what would you say to that person? Like, what's the importance of belonging to a singular local church? Yeah. Well, for one, no, no church is perfect. Yeah. You can't find it in the New Testament. And my experience is, yeah. So... Any church you go to, there's probably going to be something you don't like about it. That's not a reason to leave a church. Um, the other thing I would say to that is um, if you've gone to three or four churches in the same city and they're all maybe letting you down or you're finding <laughs> something, like at some point you need to stop and consider that you're the problem. Mm. Um, and that, and that's one thing I, I have seen um, at different points with with younger people, but also with older people, yeah, it's yeah. like, why can't you last somewhere more than six months to a year? Like that's a bad pattern. And it's probably more about either your mindset or your own issues than it is about that church. Because you have to know going into a church, this church will have problems. Yeah, It is led by broken people. There are broken people who attend it. Um, now there's, you can have some expectations as to, okay, what levels of dysfunction are pointing to a healthy church right. or an unhealthy church, but every church is going to have something you don't like about it. That's not a reason to stop being involved with people. And so if you're viewing it as like an event and I want the best possible event to attend, um, that's not a, a good biblical mindset versus do they teach the word of God? Are there people that I can be in community with and how can I, you know, uh, be engaged in these relationships that God calls me to? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, um, if you're at a church long enough, somebody will make you mad or there will be something that's slightly hurtful because it's with people. Yeah. I, I don't have any significant in relationships in my life that have not hurt me at some point with right. either a, a word they shouldn't have said or a situation. I mean, that's all of my family members. That's my wife. That's people in my church. Those are, you know, right. that's just relationships. And so it, that should extend to the church, just the knowledge, like at some point there's going to be some bumps in the road and it's going to grow me towards Jesus if I will persist through those bumps and work with people to when there is conflict. Yeah. Instead of just picking up and moving on to a different church. Yeah. I think we can end on this. Like, let's say that someone is in the, the phase of visiting churches, trying out churches. Like, what are some things that I guess you would say to look for in that, you know, like how would you encourage someone that's, I don't know, church shopping? That's how I view it. It's like, you're trying this on, trying this on. Oh, I don't know if it fits, you know, like what, Yeah. what's a reason? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I think we're all going to come about that from different places. Um, and, and I think there's, it, that's okay. I would definitely say once you've like said, okay, I'm going to go to this church man, just stick it out. I mean, right. let, but I mean, but if you are like, if you're new to a town or you're still just trying to figure out what God's doing, uh, there are some, like, I mean, there would be specific things I look for. Right. Um, if I was just in that place where I'm attending a church and not working in a church. Um, so, I mean, definitely, you know, teaching the word of God, you know, that's, that's an important thing. And, th and that can look different ways, but you know, it, when, when a preacher or a pastor gets up there and talks is the foundation of what he's sharing the scriptures and not just, um, you know, a couple of funny stories and <laughs> you know, what he, what is, whatever is currently culturally popular, you know, like is our, is the message he is building out of based on the Bible. Right. That doesn't mean every single sermon has to be a book study. 
but like the foundation of what you're sharing is it the scriptures. And I think you need to give churches a chance because maybe you, I mean, there are definitely going to be Sundays where like, hey, we have to address something specific and it might look different than what's our normative weekend, week out rhythm of teaching the word of God to people. So that's definitely, I mean, first and foremost, yeah, teaching the scriptures. Um, there'll be other things I look for. You know, I, I feel very passionate about missions. Um, mm. And so a church that is focused outwardly and both evangelistically local, but also reaching the world with the message of Jesus. Those are things I look for. You like, how does a church do missions? Um, and, and then definitely community. Like how, how do, how does the church facilitate being plugged into other people's lives? Yeah. Um, those are some big markers for me. I do have preferential things. You know, I, I, I like music cause I've played music. So like music has an effect mm. on me on Sunday. So there was, there's some of those like more minor things that I would definitely look for if I was just like trying to decide what church I'm going to belong to. Um, but everybody's going to approach that a little bit different. Yeah. And I think an encouragement I would share is just like, um, I feel like if you just jump in head first to a new church, I feel like that will help you fall in love with that church or feel that sense of belonging a lot more, you know, um, serving in their kids ministry, yeah. helping out on Sundays in whatever way you can. I think that is just a really quick way to meet people and to feel plugged in at a church, you know, like it's your church home, just yeah. serving. Yeah. Those relationships are important. Are you, if you're just showing up because you like the preaching, that's only going to get you so far. Yeah. But if you yeah have 20 or 30 people, you know, and that I think builds some expectancy, like, okay, I want to see these people. Like I want to be asked how my week was. I want to see how they're yeah. doing. And so, yeah, serving, being in a community group, those sorts of things, that is what's going to make or break a church experience for sure. Mm -hmm. And using the gifts God's given you um, yeah. to further his kingdom through your church. I think that is, that's a good feeling. Just knowing yeah. that um, you're using your talents, your gifts yeah. for God's glory through your church. And you're supposed to. Yeah. I mean, that's why God gave them to you. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you're depriving the church if you are not participating in the body of Christ. Yeah. Church. Church. It's a good thing. It's a messy thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's a good thing. Yeah. And serving at church. If you feel like you're not belonging at your church, maybe you should look for ways to serve at your church. Yeah. And I think another thing, because it can be easy on like the big scale to kind of, you know, look at all of the flaws of the church, mm -hmm. you know, and there have been churches and seasons and times that if we can look back historically and be like, man, that was not great. Um, or that, you know, the Western church is corrupt or it's just shallow or whatever it is. Um, Jesus loves the church. Yeah. And we should, even with its flaws and mess, like we should be careful about what we say and we should, we should love the bride of Christ because Jesus loved us. And we're a part of that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, love love your church. Love your church. Be at your church. Serve at your church. 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 All right. Talk to y'all next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Asking for a Friend. If you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please email us at askingforafriend@psbible.com. If you're interested in learning more about our church, visit psbible.com. Bye.